1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. It's Jake Jr. with you as we are each week. Thursday, 6 o'clock, we're at the Alchemy Lounge. West Des Moines. There's some crazy here tonight. Come on in here. There's been some people in here doing some whiskey tasting. They uh, came in, had a little bit. They take them in the back. They let them taste some things. I am currently sipping on The Real Stuff, which is their new release over the last couple of weeks, uh, which my friends and I have enjoyed a bottle of that already here this week. So uh, there good you go. stuff. And uh, I, I have to admit, I, I, I probably partook a little bit of some stuff on Saturday evening after uh, the Hawkeyes uh, lost to Northwestern in what was it was another strange, strange game. When you think about the fact that it felt like you get down twenty-one to twenty, and it felt like you were down forty. Four, it really did, and Iowa played like it. I thought the defense, you know, at that point, clearly they played great because at that point, because they didn't give up another point, but the offense played like they were three scores behind. Brian Ferentz called plays like he was three scores behind. And that really, uh, well, it was a big part of what happened in the game. Iowa loses it 21-20. to They go to 0-2 and 0-2. Michigan State this weekend at uh, 11 o'clock a.m. Uh, in Kinnick Stadium, the return of Rocky Lombardi. But uh, for this game with Northwestern, uh, it's a tough one to look at. You're 0-2, and you could easily be. Two and zero, but you're just not. Well, you have lost two games by five points and or combined, and uh, yeah, it, it it's it's disappointing, obviously, because I think we we both had really high expectations, and and here's the here's the interesting thing that I've noticed: we're breaking in a new quarterback. Spencer's got a lot of. I'm going to call it nervous energy. That's what I've noted. He seems excited and excitable. Yes. And it feels like he's rushing everything. Everything. And everything. You know, um, let's it's, it's a little thing, but let's just let's just take this when he's in the shotgun. It's going to be a passing play. He is backing up in advance of the of the snap. A clear tell to that it's going to be a pass first it, of all, that, and second of all, and that he's excitable. Yes, and w- w- that excitement has has certainly shown in overthrows, in opportunities to go deep. Shane Shane Goodman, City View, good to see you, man. Walking by and. Uh, uh, He's missed some opportunities on deep throws by overthrowing. Uh, he's missed guys over the middle, and then he's trying to throw into a tight window, and he's throwing it. He's throwing 105 miles an hour. Best throw of the day, fade pattern touchdown to to Brandon right, Smith. Right, and it's it's an immediate step throw. Right, there's there's yeah, all, right, no, no thought. There's no thought. The timing is there because he doesn't have to throw very far. And you're right. I think um, I think that uh, honestly, excitable is a good way because he does a couple of that little happy feet shuffle step too. Like he's like, oh, I got to throw. It. Oh wait, no, I can't. Yeah, now, right? And he definitely before halftime um, that that deep throw to Brandon Smith. That's there, baby. That's a touchdown. And that's I mean, I'm I'm sorry, but I that's a throw. I thought that based on what this kid had coming in. 
Well, we'd heard about him. I realized he hadn't had all these practices, and I get that. But, dude, that's a 35-yard throw over the middle to a guy who's wide open. And I just – I know it's windy, but he overshot him by, like, 20 yards, right? That it wasn't so, that much, but, but yeah. yeah I, so, and I don't, I don't want to get too much on him because, I, but I do think. Well, I'm not on him. I'm just no, saying. No, I agree. Right. I'm just saying. Right. Me neither. You're, That's, you're, I, you're breaking right. in. A I new agree. Quarterback. We're we're breaking in a guy. We thought he'd be better earlier, more polished, more polished. Yes, and he's just not right. There's some interesting things out there about you know. So he goes 26 to 51 the other day. Um, he did have the three interceptions and the one touchdown, uh, but. 26 of 51, so he threw 51 passes. And that's, so that's, on, that's on Brian. That's on Brian Ferentz. That's just silly, okay? On top of that, so then you go back. Let's compare. So apparently Nate Stanley and even Ricky Stan- Stanzi, they lost their first two uh, Big Ten games as well. Did I didn't you know, know that? I did they, not. They each lost their first two Big Ten games. And they went on. Uh, their teams went on big roles after that, right? They started playing better, and the teams started playing better. So this is entirely possible. Um, but neither one of them were expected to throw. Would you sign up for six and two right now? Absolutely, I'd or sign up for five and, and three. Five and two because there's no way we're playing Wisconsin. Well, sure, they're going to be ready to go in the last game of the year, right? <laughs> um, Chuck Long, I saw an interview with him. Uh, Pat Hardy did one with his uh, his uh, Hawkeye Fanatics website. Uh, if you want to read that, um, and uh, Chuck Long has even pointed out, he's like, "Dude, I was a sophomore. I came in." Remember, he was Peach Bowl year when he was right. a sophomore. He started and every got he got a bunch of accolades. He had some really. Uh, I remember him being better than this. He only threw nineteen passes a game. That's I mean, think about that. That's insanely low in today's. Well, that's forty percent of what Spencer threw. Right, he's throwing forty five a game right now in this average. Right, so I, I, they're putting clearly. They've put more on his back than they should have. I think the and so here's here's. I think that Pat Fitzgerald is in this is the this is the only coach that I will say this he is in Kirk Ferentz's head. Well he's certainly in Brian's. Well look, here's the thing. When number one, when you throw fifty one passes and you're a running team and you think to yourself, Well, we can't run, but you could run, right? Well they were running. They and they and here's the thing. Out of the shotgun, when they ran out of the shotgun, Goodson had like 47 yards on like five carries. When they ran out of the uh, uh, under center, yeah, he was getting stuck. Run out of the shotgun. Make in-game adjustments, right? And Iowa is just awful at it. They've never gotten any better at it. And Brian Ferentz doesn't appear to be any better at it either. It, it, that was working. They run the play down uh, after, the, after Kerner's interception. He gets, they get nine yards on first down. They get What do they do? They get stupid. Run a stretch play. I have no idea why they run a stretch play against Wisconsin or Northwestern because it just doesn't work because they shoot the gaps. They lose yardage. Well, it's, fourth, it's fourth down. Why are we running the fullback? What? They're just, they just do things. Well, that what's make, wrong with the quarterback what's, sneak? What's wrong with the quarterback We got so, the best quarterback sneak in the country. I will, and my last piece of evidence that will go to Kirk outthinking himself in true Mike Zimmer fashion. <laughs> as a Viking fan, but outthinking himself, what in God's name is he doing? Taking the All-American Lou Groza Award-winning, uh, 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 contending uh, best kicker in the country off the field after making a forty-seven-yard field goal and saying he and putting Caleb Shudak, who I don't know, I get it, he made like a fifty-yarder in practice. At 60-yarder in the practice, but... This that, is, that kick was three inches from being good. I, I know, 
I know, but what are the, I, you know, it's, it's not no, it's, like it's, it's, Duncan it's, couldn't make that kick, right? He is your guy, and you pull him off the field in some sort of a weird, magical, I'm going to second-guess myself. It's like me with my fantasy quarterback last week, paying attention to the stardom sit and playing Derek Carr instead of uh, of, of uh, Lamar Jackson, well, right? No, that's and a, I lost because of it, that's, right? That's a very fair point when you talk about Duncan. I really hadn't thought about it because Shudak hit – he kicked a really good he's ball. He's got there. a good leg. He's good, but he's not Keith Duncan at this point. Well, clearly, uh, clearly he's not. Um, speaking of good kicking, boy, we have a good punter. We do, uh, and he's <laughs> he is currently lead. So that's a bright spot. Forty-six point one yard average. He's got uh, five that have gone over fifty, and he's down five inside the twenty yard line. Um, I think it was like freshman punter of the week. Somebody names that, but right now, he, but he's he's leading the Big Ten with forty six point one. I don't know. <laughs> Troy Taylor uh, has been been a bright spot, especially considering he'd never seen a college football game prior to this year. Never been in one of these stadiums. I mean, he'd barely seen American football, like you know. So uh, he's been a real bright spot, and he's fun fun to watch. There's no question. Hello, Andrew. Andrew Candrew from the Foundry Distilling Company sitting down next to us right now. Uh, he's going to listen a little bit to the show. Good. Um, I think, uh, look, there's there's some bright spots here. And this is what I, I, I hear. Do I you heard think people. Duncan, do you think, Don, I can't imagine Duncan would have said this, but do you think he went, I don't think I can get it there? No. It was into the breeze. He just hit it 47 yards right before that. In the, I mean, granted, it was a line drive, but he made it easily. He's getting it there. That's not the problem. This is, this is I just, these guys, and there's so much else to think about right now. I know that Kirk has so many other things to think about. But I just think they outthought themselves the other day, and I, especially in the second half, Brian, when you're throwing the ball 25, 30 times. How many and, times did they run the ball in the second half? 10? Yeah. I, I, I know that Northwestern was dropping eight guys into coverage, which normally they stacked the box because all we're doing is running against them. And this time, we were, all we were doing is passing. They were able to figure that out. When they dropped eight guys, Petrus was like four out yeah, of nine, four bad. out of ten, something like with, that, and, with, the, with the two interceptions, right? So, I mean, it, it, it just – Northwestern seems to, and I believe it's the only group uh, that has figured out how to get in Kirk's head, and they just are. This, by the way, this just in, by the way, Northwestern – their defense is actually, you know, Maryland that they shut down to, to three points and 50 yards the week before that went out and scored 38 against Minnesota the other night. Maryland's I thought it was probably, 45. 40, well, 45, they had it went into overtime. They went out. But 38 in, in regulation. My point is Northwestern may actually have a decent defense. Purdue may actually have a decent offense. They went up scored 38 up at Illinois the other day and won. I don't think these are bad losses, right? So I heard people around me uh, when I was out at halftime. Were you a kidding? Uh, no, I was over. At, I was over at one of the other local watering holes, and then I, you know, then we did the, the trick or treating thing. Missed you, by the way. It's been a long time since we were able to do that, but I got the grandson now. So anyway, but you know, everybody, hey, we're we're bad. No, we're not bad. We're not bad. We're we're a we're a seasoned quarterback. Some good play calling away from being two and zero, right? And, you're, and, you're maybe three plays from me in 2 I, I mean, if Alaric Jackson doesn't block the dude in the back, you get 17 yards, you're at the 28-yard. Is that a good call? A yes. bad call? You think it's a good call? He did it. Oh, I thought he just kind of got him on the side. but No, I, he and, shoved the dude right in yeah, the numbers. It was a bad, bad, bad mistake. Bad it, mistake. It was, a, it was a bad mistake by a veteran guy in a play that he didn't need to do it. I, I've noted that there are more blocks where you basically could just go up and just stop running and be in the way, and you would be better off as opposed to trying to block. 
the whole uh, definitely in that, tur- turning yeah. around and cracking back and, and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, where don't, they, don't, yeah. Yeah, don't do yeah, that. Just, don't do that. Just turn around and stand there. Take a charge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Iowa this week with I – mean, we got a lot more to talk about here with Northwestern, but Iowa this week with Michigan State, let's not put the game on – let's not put the game on Petrus – Petrus. Petrus, right. Let's just put it on his back. Look. Well, the, you know, and you lose – Commit to the run. You lose Amir Smith-Marset because he goes and drowns his sorrows, and then he's going 74 and a 30. And that's going to hurt. He's not going to play. Right. Um, we're going to get to see the kid from Buffalo. Right. Well, he's a little bit more of Charlie, right? Uh, Trace Tyron Tracy will, will start in in uh, in Marset. Frankly, I don't think we've seen spot. enough uh, enough action towards Tracy. He's a he's a game changer, man. I, I, he gets I agree. The ball, well, he, good things happen. Yeah, he gets the ball on the run. He can play, and um, we'll see a little more of that. And uh, you know, like I say, Charlie Jones will be. Yeah, will be. In I just there want to see well. what he can do. So let's see what happens with that. It'll be fine. I I want them to commit to the run, stick with the run. I, I and, and honestly, I understand the stretch play. The zone stretch is their signature thing, right? But when that's not working, that's just a mistake. And is there any way we can go to the uh, counter tray that the Redskins we, used to run? We, we, we ran it at Purdue. We ran a couple of counters. We ran a couple of. We may have some mix. and and the other thing that I noticed about Brian Ferentz the other day, this is and I, you know again, you're you're looking at what changed during the game, and as the as as things as things tightened up, we he went, stopped with the motion. We had we had motion right, and we kept drawing guys away from the line of scrimmage when you'd run ISM and, and run guys in motion. We stopped completely with that. It just went completely away. We went to tucked tight in or all spread out, but we did nothing about I, moving guys around. Why? I certainly hope that Ken O'Keefe gets in his ear this week and says, look. Look at what happens when we're doing this. Yeah. And look at what happens when we're we're static and we're not doing that. And and I if I recall, it was uh maybe it was Stanzi's first year or somebody they pulled the playbook back if you remember. And well, they only ran nine play nine passing plays for Brad Banks the whole year, right? right. It didn't but, matter, but, right? But what okay. I'm saying is is that they kind of pulled it back so that Look, you've got this read and you've got that read, and if not, tuck it and go. Yeah. Um, or or what have you. We're running Wildcat, and we're doing great out of I like of the that. Wildcat. I do. If they, because, again, what, what are they doing with the Wildcat? They're running between the tackles. They're running up the middle. They're not trying to run a stretch, and right? You, and you got the stretch doesn't work with Wisconsin and Northwestern, who slant their linebackers through those gaps. They recognize it's coming, and it doesn't work. Well, it would, ever it would anymore. work. If you did play action off of it, and you, sure, but and, they don't. And they don't. Had, and and you had some opportunities it, and some options. It works there against, on the backside. It, yes, it works against bad teams. It works against it works against bad teams. It works against teams that don't recognize it. It, re, it works against teams with young linebackers. Well, it's not like anyone doesn't but, have tape on Iowa, right? <laughs> we've seen it before. What uh, look, this just in? I think this offensive line is better than people than than. They're they're better than what they're getting the production out of, right? I'm yes, Jackson made some mistakes. Cronk's making mistakes. Cronk may get replaced here, okay? But there are guys opening holes. When we try to run basic blocking plays, we score a touchdown right up the middle. You go right? ISO, you go man and man, helmet on helmet, 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 and move guys out of the way. And there's just and look if they stop you, that's then, why the quarterback sneak always works. It right. 
If they stop you then, well, then now you then you can start to panic. But guess what? They weren't stopping that. They've stopped you on this these stupid stretch. Points. So it begs the question before we go to break: Why are we panicking when we're down one? That's what. Like I say, I mean that's where you started this whole conversation. That's exactly it's a, it's right. Didn't very, it feel like though? I mean, it, well, it certainly felt like they were trying to score three touchdowns when they needed a field goal. Yeah, I, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, um, and I'm going to go back to the Larry Jackson play. That that play may may have cost them the game. Yeah, you, you got down to the 27 yard line and you were and you were rolling. You had time. You're going to run down the clock here and kick the field goal and win the game. Penalties and turnovers two weeks in a row end up in your, in your own two. What are we, minus two? Pay them up. Turnovers. We're back with all that. It's up to you know, the Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton. Foundry is still in company in West Des Moines, Iowa. Huddle. The home of the huddle. Home of the huddle. At least for this year. We're in the Alchemy Lounge. And uh, you can come on down, stop down and see us here nice for the next 45 minutes. Yeah, hey, absolutely. Uh, mixing it up a few. They've, yeah, they've got some good stuff in here, I'm telling you right now. Um, I, and we, granted, they're sponsors, but we are here enjoying ourselves every week. It's been a different experience, though, yes. hasn't it? I mean, we were talking about, do we need? should we have speakers here so people can listen to us a little bit more? This vibe in here is a little bit more refined than anywhere else we've done this. You mean classy? Well, we're sitting on leather uh, leather chairs, leather couches. There's uh, jazz playing, you know. It's dark wood. It's it's whiskey. It's spirits. It's, we need you know. to get our friend Tom Kicker to come and join us some hey, Thursday night. that would He's be He's on great, the line. Right? Is he on the line? Is he's he on the, the interwebs? Is he on the line? Are you in the interwebs, Tom? Are you on the interwebs? Tom Kicker at HawkeyeReport.com. <laughs> Hello, Tom. Guys, how are you? Good, good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Good to hear. Good to hear. Did you learn anything on Tuesday yeah. over there in Iowa City, the press conference? Well, um, we don't get to go to Iowa City for press oh, conferences you, anymore. Oh, Zoom. Every, everything is Zoom for, for the time being. So we are Zooming. on. We Zoomed Tuesday with Kirk, and the players had Tuesday, or Tuesday off for the election, NCAA rules. So, oh. um, so we did not get to talk to players until Wednesday. We just talked to a few of them. Um, Tori Taylor being the, the fun one because he has an Australian accent. So it was <laughs> makes everything sound funny, doesn't it? <laughs> it just makes everything sound, uh, you know, crocodile Dundee. Yeah. So. Is he enjoying his experience as an American college football player? Yeah, um, we found out that he puts ketchup. Um, he uses ketchup with this when he eats steak, and uh, Keith Duncan likes to make fun of him about that. So, <laughs> wasn't, that. That a, wasn't that a commercial that you know? Uh, what Pat, is ground Patrick, hamburger but Pat, ground Pat, steak? You got to put a one on it. Patrick yeah. Mahomes allegedly uses ketchup on Does his steak. Does he really? Oh, that's interesting. Um, all right, Tom. So the Hawks clearly. <laughs> Oh, we're in a must-win situation, don't you think, Tom? Well, yeah. Absolutely. Because the next two games are on the road. Um, so, yeah, you're in, you're in must-win territory. And um, kind of asked Kirk about that just, you know, on, the, um, on Tuesday. Just, 
kind of what what are your thoughts on going to and um, how do you kind of alleviate some of that pressure uh, that they probably are feeling and you talked about the 2008 team and how they started 0-2 in the Big Ten and turned things around and we lost one game the rest of the year that year and then tore off next year tore off the first nine games of the year with wins so um, you know it's possible but you got to start with uh, just playing um, playing better football and they've just been um, you know they're sloppy in the first game with yeah, the penalties sweet. and Clean and then, football. and then uh, a really puzzling um, game plan in the second half against Northwestern. Did did anybody go there with him about? Hey, you know, what was Brian doing? I mean, fifty throwing, making your sophomore quarterback uh, in his second game ever throw fifty one times in gale force wins. When you're only down a point, I mean, did anybody go there with him? I just it was it was befuddling. How do you like that? It was uh, that that was discussed after the game, yeah. And he just you know that's not who we need to want to be, and that's you know, who we don't we need don't need we don't need to be that team that throws the ball. It's it's crazy that Iowa threw the ball 50 times when there was um, it was really windy there, and half the game you're throwing it into the wind, and it just. Uh, you look at what Northwestern did. They did exactly what you have to do to beat Iowa, and that is to say, you know what, we're just going to take what they give us. We're going to take these small gains. We'll just inch our way down the field and then just uh, 14 and 16 play drives, score touchdowns, and that's what we'll do. And that's what they did. And that's how they won the game. Yeah, and Iowa can't get off the field on third and fourth down. Yeah, just in those mm-hmm. right, and just they did fine in the second half on that. You know, it was just it was in, the, it was in that that those couple of drives. You know, it's interesting you say that because I was I was saying Tom that I, I think Pat Fitzgerald might be the only coach that actually gets in Kirk's head a little bit. I mean, it's almost as if there and and Kirk and Iowa does this to everybody else. Iowa will will take their take their time going down the field. Everybody else ends up taking a shot or two and wasting a down, wasting a throw. I think it's mm-hmm. how Iowa beats Iowa State all the time. They end up wasting plays. Northwestern just didn't waste plays the other day, and they methodically beat Iowa at their own game. And I, I almost feel like Iowa was starting to guess at what they should try to do to outsmart Pat Fitzgerald, which means he's in their head. Yeah, and Fitzy is now 9-6 and six against Kirk in his career. So, I can't believe Fitzgerald's yeah, been has. there 15 years. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, Fitzy's been there. Um, I guess yeah. we're getting old, Tom. Oh five, oh six. Yeah, we're just. Well, he he got there earlier than he thought of. Thought they would because of uh, you know, I think it was Randy Walker. Was yeah, the coach yeah, that he died, away. right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, and that's when Fitz got elevated to head coach. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been the head coach right at that point. It was it was. You know, he's going to be the head coach eventually, but he got there quicker than he thought. And they just, they just stayed so disciplined and just sustained those drives and a couple runs to get three, four yards. And you got third and four and you just throw a little pass or whatever, or you're trying to run it again. And they just kept moving the chains and didn't try to, that'll be the interesting thing this weekend is because Michigan State and Rocky Lombardi, 
they they were bombing it away against Michigan. They were throwing down the field a lot and getting some PIs, and that really helped them. Generally speaking, bombing it down the field against Iowa is a recipe for disaster. It just is. Right, right. Well, so as we... Well, I'd be surprised if Rocky has the success. I, hey, he's I, like eighth in the country in passing yardage for the first two games right well, now. Well, he's I mean, throwing he's, 193 uh, passes. And he's, and he, you know what he's doing? He's throwing deep. They, that's they had what like, Tom was yeah. just saying. Right, and what, like Tom was saying. I, sorry, Tom, we got distracted by uh, here. At, at, uh, but, uh, yeah, that's exactly it. It's there. I was going to have to be careful with it. I. I, I just uh, I got Jack Kerner for two interceptions if he does that. Uh, maybe West Point guys going it's against each going other. Going against each other. Maybe Valley and Dowling actually get a compete th- this weekend on something. Hey Tom, before <laughs> I, I, before it gets away from us, I want to talk a little bit about about basketball because um, uh, I guess unofficially there's been some leaked word that maybe Iowa has Northern Illinois on the schedule that and and then there's only a couple of games left for them to do. Uh, Gary Barta did talk a little bit today about uh, about basketball. It sounds like. Um, Confirming Iowa State is is still on the schedule, and then it's the rest of it's coming out relatively soon. Like is that correct? Game, first game of the year, isn't it? Well, I don't know. It, the rest of it's coming out soon, right? Yeah, um, I had thought, they were hoping to get it done this week, but it just doesn't. I think it's going to be next week before it gets done. Um, so, I, I think they're they're going to get things figured out, and um, I believe Iowa's going to play the. For maybe not the first night, but that first couple days, um, they're going to have the their multi-team event. But I think it's only going to be the two teams, and I think they'll just do like a little round-robin thing, play each other um, and over a course of a couple days or something. And, um, you know, I will play against North Carolina Central and um, Southern are coming to Iowa City. So will Southern play bring their band? <laughs> I doubt that there. I don't even know that there's going to be anybody there um, for the games right. at this point. Uh, the Big Ten is supposed to be meeting Monday to discuss if they're going to allow fans uh, for fo- football games the rest of the year. Um, they're trying to push for it, so we'll see if it happens. Well, I mean, obviously, I, I was watching. I think it was Clemson the other day. I was like, boy, they got a pretty decent crowd, and you could see how they had them spaced out. And was the Iowa was the crowd noise for the Iowa game lower than most of these games? I, I, I could barely no hear it. I was like, anyway. Um, well, it, it'd be <laughs> well, if there's no announcers in the in the stadium, it's going to be hard. Uh, They're going to have to I, pipe I, that I, in well, a different. No, fashion. some of these some of these other games, you can hear really hear the crowd. Some of them you can't. You know, it's what, whatever they're piping it. They're piping it in. I mean, they are. Um, well, Iowa State obviously they announced today that thirteen hundred people is the max that they're going to allow for their games, and so for basketball, for basketball, and they've been letting people in for football. I just, I, I don't know with with the way the the COVID numbers are reading around here, it'll be interesting to see. But four thousand apparently. Today. Yeah, I'm not real optimistic. Um, I'm glad they're still playing, right? Right. Um, I, I'm glad they are. So um, the full schedule will come out in a little bit. Obviously, Big Ten's got a few things, but. So the, you know Iowa. I, one I, thing that one thing that one thing I'll say: the Big Ten coaches were talking uh, a little bit more than a week ago. They were still undecided about um, if they were going to go with more than twenty league games. There were some some of the coaches in the league that were willing to you know go to do twenty two or twenty four conference games this year. But I don't know that that's going to happen. 
Wow, could you imagine? That's a lot of conference basketball. Well, well especially as good as Big Ten's going to be. But you know what? Why not at this point, right? If you can bubble it a little bit by just making sure you're all playing the same teams, right? You're not going different places. And, are they going to consider doing that like, you know, doing uh, Iowa or Indiana-Purdue bubble, doing uh, Wisconsin-Minnesota As far as I bubble. know, as, as far as I know, they're not. But they feel secure in it because smaller group. Everybody in the, everybody in the conference is going to have the same testing. So um, I think they feel comfortable with it because of the fact that they will have the testing. Uh, and that's what, that's part of the reason why they would do more league games is you just, that way you're not putting putting yourself at risk. But I don't think, I think they're going to go with 20, because this based on what I was playing, because they've got the MTE, the two games there. They've got Gonzaga, Gonzaga. They've got North Carolina. They've got Iowa State. They've got um, Northern Illinois. They've really only got one other game left that they could schedule. Right. I think. Right. Because hey, they Tom, can only have twenty-seven. Uh, right. That's right. Tom. So Gary Barta came out today. Something about if they take a test and they're positive, but then they take a secondary test like the next day and they're negative, then people yeah. are able to play can you do you, do you understand that yeah, fully? I, 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 yeah i can explain it to you it's, it's pretty easy the the test that they're taking every day is, is an antigen test it, it's the um it's a it's a real quick just kind of it's a rapid response test to get them back in like 15 minutes and if that comes back positive then they do the pcr test which is the, the one where you jam it up your nose kind of right. test it's it's a more Ridge enjoyed that um, stable one. test. It was yeah, invasive. A, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was. A, it's a, but it's a, it's a more stable result. Um, so they will. Um, they'll use that is. That's been the protocol for football already. Yeah. Is is just you know if you they they do you you're not considered positive until you have the the, the invasive PCR test that comes back positive. You're considered negative until then. Even if you I've test always... positive with the antigen test, I got you. Right. So okay, glass is only so... half half empty until that point. Until <laughs> you that until you finish the rest uh, of boy, the drink. When I, boy, when I was positive, uh, it, I, I it, that was an invasive test. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. I actually had it. Right. That's so, right. You're you're I, good. I'm good. July. It was in July. I was good. Um, well, it's it. That's interesting. Well, I'll tell you what. The, the one thing about the big about even especially if you expand the schedule at all, the Big Ten. So Ken Pomeroy, Tom comes out with uh, his rankings. Yeah. Ken Palm, uh, nine Big Ten teams in the top thirty. One more in the top thirty-five. So you've got ten. Yeah, ten in teams. the top thirty-five. Oh my oh, gosh! Yeah. So a third of the yeah. country are uh, are Big Ten teams. I wow, mean, that's some, it's it, going to be a it's going to be a grinder. It's, and it, those teams are going to be ready for a tournament if, if yeah, when we have one. And it's you know Ken Palm's going to be weird this year because you're just not going to have the the inventory of uh, non-con games where you can kind of compare and contrast when you get to conference. So it's going to be a little weird for the net and for the for um, Ken Palm and how you evaluate teams using their um, methodology, but there'll be some of it. So, you know, it's just, I don't know that it's going to be as accurate. So Tom, what do you think is going to happen this weekend? Back to football real quick is we're time's running short here. Yeah, I think I was going to win. 
I think win convincingly. I, I just I, I think they're in a good spot here. I think uh, Michigan State coming off that big win, um, maybe feeling themselves a little bit going back on the road again. Um, I think it's a good spot for Iowa. Well, that's good to hear. I certainly hope so. I think they're going to run the ball. I think Iowa's going to run the ball <laughs> a lot. Com- commit- I think that, that's going to yeah. be commitment to the run. Commit and go. I, and you well, and, the back. and you even have the backs. You, you have got the you've backs. got running backs. You got jet yeah. sweeps. You've got all Do kinds it. of options there. So Do that's it. good to hear. All right, Tom. Appreciate you checking in. We'll talk to you next week, and this time it will be after an Iowa victory. I'm just it's just the way it's going to be. All right. Thanks, Tom. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care, Tom. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com, and uh, of course <laughs> I'm on there every day. And there's there's he's got not only do they have the good articles, the message boards are are fun sometimes, you know and. Oh man, I just uh, don't do it. It was it. And I thought I have any time to do it for whatever I don't, reason. I, I barely ever, com- I hardly ever comment. I hardly ever comment. Now I read some interesting things today, which we can talk about. Conjecture about Kirk and how this season's going, and and how he's going to feel about this in, in his future at Iowa, because these are things to, to consider. I, I've been on, I've I've been thinking one way, and I'm starting to think the other way. If this season goes south. This could be an interesting decision for him to make uh, as as they move forward. Um, quick note, uh, the wrestling team, um, a number of the wrestlers con- participated in the Hawkeye Wrestling Club showdown at the Extreme Arena in Coralville, the new Extreme Arena the other day. Uh, the big news was nice. Spencer Lee uh, pinned his guy. Uh, Lugo and, looked good. Yeah, and I, what's the name of the new guy? Earman? Yeah, Jadias Earman transfers in from a grad uh, grad transfer from Missouri comes in, and he beats the 2016 Olympic champion Vladimir uh, Kiliszewski. That's where I'm you going start, with it. Like jo- Johnny Most <laughs> doing the Boston Celtics. Right. <laughs> He's back there over to the little guy over there. Yeah, I think it's Kiliszewski, kind of like the guy who plays uh, basketball for Illinois. But uh, that was good. A number of the other guys lost. You know, we're going over it. It's, it's freestyle, so it's a little different. But uh, Cameron lost. lost. They're old guys, too, though. They're not wrestling in college. They're, they're, they're doing a whole different thing. But I was going to have a... Oh, wait. Oh. We'll come back and wrap this up on the Hawkeye you're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700. The Champ, real sports talk for real sports fans. He jumped the gun. He did jump the gun. We're back here live. We ought to be loud. It's right. uh, the gun still in company for Ridge. Good time to remind you that uh, that they are having harvest dinners here to celebrate the change of seasons. It's well done. Terrific job. Uh, enjoy a four-course dinner prepared by Chef Gabe Stilo of the Justice League of Food. Whiskey's made here at the Foundry Distilling Company. There's only like eight tickets available, so you can you can call in now and get one. That's right. <laughs> uh, actually, they want you to email Max, our boy Max, yes. uh, our, our man Max, Max at FoundryDistillingCompany.com. Max at FoundryDistillingCompany.com. I'm currently having an old-fashioned. Uh, I have ordered one as well. It's a little stronger than what I was having. I was having the real stuff. This is delicious. In Diet Coke, and it was really good, and it was the real stuff and a little bit of a Diet Coke. Okay, but this is, is really solid have, Which now. is why you have no ice. It's gone. Thank it? our other sponsors, yes. AM, PM, Plumbing. They do plumbing. They do plumbing. And if you are in the West Des Moines, Valley Junction region, anywhere in West Des Moines, anywhere in the metro area, 
give, and you need plumbing, give them a call. I'm guessing that the PM means they'll come anytime. They will. That's no, nice. I believe there's no extra charge no. for after hours really? call. Oh, that's. If that's and, the case, then I need to have them on speed dial, even though I've got a new house. Right? And anyone who's ever had plumbing issues knows it doesn't happen between no, it never eight, happens. eight and no. four on Friday. Sometime when we've got Monday, time Monday got, through Friday. We should have told the story of the guy without the thumb that came and did the snake at my house when I had the, the clog. Yeah. Anyway, um, that was not EMPM plumbing, by the way. That's that a, whole a whole other, different deal. Whole yeah. other story. Um, speaking of our sponsors, uh, Doug Stonehawker, our uh, Remax Concepts uh, real estate company. Doug, uh, of course, uh, we are, we can say from personal experience, does a great job. The Stonehawkers have been around for a long time as Remax agents, and they've uh, they've done five houses for me, five different moves. I appreciate everything they've been able to help me out with. If you need to list your house and 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 get rid of it quickly so you can move. He's the guy. Give Doug a, a, a call. Check him out, dsmrealestate.com. That's dsmrealestate.com. Or if you just go to thehawkeyehubble.com, there's a link there. It's very convenient. And we're going to do our uh, our Remax Stonehawker uh, home team of the week. Last week, you called Penn State. Eh, eh. It I depends picked, on where you got your line, but right, you probably lost. I picked West Virginia and won easily, right? Which is shocking. Uh, uh, th- th- won easily, right? So this week, you and I agree on this. I think there's a team out there that, that is a road team of the week, but let's go with our home team of the week uh, at this point. And, and you say? North Carolina State Wolfpack getting 10.5 against the U. Jumps off the page at home. They're 4-2. and two, Miami's 5-1, and one, and it's, it's an underwhelming 5-1 and one in my opinion. I just think North Carolina State's they're a little scrappy. The only team that really thumped them was Carolina. And uh, other than that, they're in, every, they're in every football game. So we're going with the NC State Wolfpack. Is your home team of the week. Yeah, absolutely. The other one that kind of jumped up, what did I just tell you? That, you told me West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia. That'd be can. a road team of the week. Well, they're, they're, getting, they're Whatever. getting six and a half on the road at Texas, and I think Texas is just so overrated. Anyway. Um, they do have Sam Ellinger. Uh, they, they do. How do I spell that? Uh, uh, never mind. E.H. Um, Ellinger. Highlights that we have not talked about. Sam Laporta, currently leading the Big Ten for tight ends and receptions um, best uh, with 11. Right, and he's also leading the team in yardage right now. They found him a number of times. He's 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 the next great tight end at Iowa, right? He's the next George it, Kittle. It, it, he's the next T.J. Hawkins. Kid can catch. He's the, the next play. Noah fan. He is good, and so he's big highlights so far. Uh, Brandon Myers. Do you, would you like oh, me to just keep, down the just get, You can keep going, right? The other the other highlight. I've got all day. Davion Nixon, who. Oh, my gosh, does things, he look great. So I think Sam Laporta's still got another year left, right? And then he'll probably go early as a junior. Davion Nixon's probably gone after this year. He's leading the Big Ten in tackles for a loss right now. Um, he's averaging, he's got five and a half. He's, he's in the backfield virtually every play. And he's got 18 tackles. It's the best for linemen in the Big Ten right now. So I watched, yes. so I watched a game at, at uh, our, one of our other great sponsors at Mig's. And, uh, by the way, if you're looking for a place to watch a game, go down there. A, it wasn't super crowded. They're practicing all the appropriate social, social distancing. distancing. Yes. Bruce has got uh, tickets, first half, second half. You win free drinks, so on and so forth. I sat with our friend Chuck Reed. I had a oh, car bomb. Really? Okay. Chuck and I both had one. He had a free ticket for a car bomb. And believe me, Chuck, Chuck understands uh, free things. And so we had that. But we were talking about Davion Nixon. He's in the backfield the whole game. Yeah. 
No, he's a, he's he's a, a, he's a load. He they got to put two guys on him. He is a, a disruptive force, and it's really good to see him playing well. Um, yeah, got to remember he had to go to Iowa Western, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They they recruited him. There were there were some big schools that wanted him, but Iowa was was probably what, one of the bigger programs that wanted him. They got him. He had to go to Iowa Western because he because of school issues. Alabama wanted him. He decided to stick with Iowa, and clearly, there's a reason why Alabama wanted him because the kids, the kid is. He's really no Forrest tough. Gump, but he's in the backfield a he's, lot. <laughs> he's, he's he's there a lot, and so good. It's going to be fun to watch him. At least we get him for a few more games. As long as they keep playing, we're gonna we're gonna get him. I, I would guess that uh, this will be his last year I, of, of I, collegiate football, but that's just my just I, my guess uh, as things move along. And and so speaking of that, before we get into what we're really thinking about is going to happen this week with Michigan State, uh, there's some interesting things obviously that are playing into. We've got the COVID, right? Uh, you we don't had have. It. I, I had. I, it. I, I don't well, have we've it. got the COVID going on. Yes. We have the official beginning of free agency in college football and college basketball where basically you don't have to sit out. You can just transfer. Once. Well, the Hawks have already had three people go to the t- right. transfer portal. Right. And, right. Guys, not, as soon as you decide, you find out you're not going to play and you're going to be down the death chart, get on the, get on the deal. Right. You get on the portal, I'm out. Right. Um, so you've got that going on. They're 0-2. There are some rumblings. You and I don't have this information. At least I don't have this information firsthand. I listen to other podcasts, the Washed Up Walk-On podcast, which is great with Drake Kulik. He does have some connections within the Iowa program. Players still on the team. There are some rumblings. Uh, I heard John Miller talking about this as well. Just get to it. There are guys, there are discipline issues on this team, right? Since this summer, when... At the leash had to be let go. Well, when Kirk, clearly, when Kirk had uh, to stop being the disciplinarian that he was, clearly there, a, are, a, there are discipline Smith issues. Has, is a discipline and issue. he's the one that people are talking about, right? So he's got clearly the, the drunk driving thing is one thing. Look, God's honest truth. Where he got pulled over, I got pulled over there too in college. I didn't end up getting a ticket. Were Somebody you going seventy four? No, I was not doing seventy four. I probably weaved a little bit, and they, that's why they let me go, right? My point is that's one thing. That that's that's one thing. What I'm what we've heard a little bit of is that there's there's some some scuttlebutt about discipline issues. Kirk's having a tough time adjusting to some of this. He wants to, right? He wants to adjust, but, but then he, the team's but, not playing, right? And the team's not playing well. And you got guys that aren't aren't doing everything. Now we don't know this for sure, because right. But th- these are just rumblings. Things you're reading, right? My point is is. As as guys are, there's going to be some attrition. I think, particularly if they lose a few games here. Does Kirk decide? I thought all along he's going to stick this out until he has a great season and go out on top. Right, Urban Meyer. Right. It might be this year. It might be a couple years down the road. Does Kirk decide? I, I, yeah. I I'm the problem. I mean, I, not I'm the problem, but I'm going to be a problem. Or does, he, he or hasn't did, gotten or, a recruit since then. Uh, or maybe. does he decide that he just doesn't want to fight this battle in this day and age? Partially that. Partially, um, I'm losing. I'm losing kids. I'm not replacing them. More recruits aren't coming on board. There's a, there's this backdrop of of possible racial issues within the program. I can't discipline kids the same way I used to. Um, I can't keep. I can't keep people. Uh, and uh, Colonel uh, Jessup is no longer there. Point. Point well taken. Right. So all of a sudden, does does Kirk 
get to a point where he says, you know what, I'm hurting the program. I can't do any more. I don't know. I was thinking, yeah. But, no, yeah, I, I just go, hope not. Go call Mark Stoops. Uh, he won't throw a lot more. Times. By the way, everything that we were talking about with some of these guys, it's conjecture right now. We really don't know. It's just the, the things that start making you wonder about his future at Iowa, right? And, I have a guy, I have a guy who will know, and I'll, I'll tap into that. Yeah. It's, it's tough to know. It's tough to know. All right. Hawks, Michigan State this weekend. Time now for our Foundry Distilling Company last call as we sit here and sip on our old fashions here at the Foundry Distilling Company. Uh, Iowa, Michigan State, Rocky Lombardi comes back. You, you West go Moines. first because I think I went first last. Yeah, and um, and by the way, you know, when Rocky was here. Because um, I, I, I went last against I, Purdue and went first last. I, week, so I, I, you remember there was a whole scuttlebutt when he transported over here about I, – I found their family to be t- fantastic. Rocky was a really good kid. He is a great kid. I, I don't know him anymore. He was fabulous. Uh, Andrew played baseball with him. Was Hurry on up. The team. Lo- uh, enjoyed it. I think that, um, I, I think, actually, I think that kid comes in and has a pretty good day. And I think uh, Iowa, this is going to be another nail biter. Even though Tom shocking. Thinks shocking nail biter. Hawkeye football clubs. But I think they get the run. The Give me a score. Game 28-27. Jeepers, cripes. This could be a high-scoring football game. High, I, huh? I believe high-scoring. I believe the Hawks are going for 35, 37, somewhere in that neck of the woods. When we're holding the Michigan State, we're going to have a defensive touchdown. Maybe Jack Kerner does something really, really special. I, I, maybe I, maybe uh, Matt, Matt I, Hankins does something special. I think you're wrong. And I think I don't, don't 30, see this. 37-21 with a defensive touchdown. I'd love it. I hope you're right. I think you're wrong, but I hope you're right. I think, I think I'm think i being generous. And, and more importantly, the Hawks score points in the second half. <laughs> well, yeah. When you roll the dice, if you haven't scored in the second half in five games. Five straight Big Ten five, games. And not one touchdown, you're likely to do it this week. It's kind of – I realize that if you put that ball out there and you say it's going to be red or black, that it's just as much of an opportunity what every time. What is this, card money? I get it. I understand that's part of the Where's deal. Where's the it's queen? 50, it's still 50-50. But if it went black six times in a row, I'm feeling pretty good about red coming up. I just am. I'm think- just saying the Hawks are going to score in the second <laughs> half. I, one of these days, we're going to have – the last time I had a rocking chair game was the bowl game against USC. By a rocking chair game, that means I'm sipping on my old friend or my number life, enjoying myself. I'm not stressed out. I'm not in my seat. 